Two Girls, One Podcast is made possible by you, the listeners. And if you love the internet as much as we love talking about it, consider supporting us on Patreon. A lot of work and time go into research, recording, editing, and distributing this show. Contributing even one or two dollars per month is huge in offsetting our production costs. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash 2G1P. We'll keep making the show no matter what. But your support allows us to make it even better. Thank you so much for listening. And and enjoy enjoy the the show. You're listening to Two Girls, One Podcast, produced by The Daily Dot. Today's guest needs no introduction, so feel free to skip over all that self-indulgent yappity yap at the top of the show. Apologies in advance to the intern who scripted all of that witty banter. And now, here are the two characters in your erotic fan fiction, Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Hey guys, I'm Jen. I'm Allie. This is Two Girls. One podcast. That's right. We have a really exciting show for you today. We should tell you who we are. Uh, We are performers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we have this live comedy show called Blog Logs where we use the internet like a script. We perform Reddit threads, Craigslist posts on stage as different characters. From there, we created a web series where we met some of the people behind the posts. We did unscripted interviews, went on scripted shenanigans. It's called Two Girls, One Show. You can find it on hoohaha.com. And then from there, we created (laughs) Two Girls, One Podcast. Which is this. You've downloaded it or something. You're you're listening to it right now. Here you are. Welcome. I hope that you meant to be here. And if you didn't mean to be here, you are still welcome. You are. And today is going to be just wonderful. I am really excited for today. We are speaking to two-time Hugo Award finalist. Well, that's a whole that's a whole scandal. That's a whole scandal, which we'll talk about. Not but good. we're talking to erotic fiction author. He writes gay erotica, but he's famous for it in certain circles. A lot of you listening know this person. His name is Drumroll Matt. Chuck, Chuck Tingle. Tingle. Chuck Tingle is on today's show, so stick around, folks. Um, we've been getting into this a little bit. He has written hundreds of uh, gay erotica short stories and he plays a character so a lot of people are like are is he real is he not real I believe that he is putting on a character you'll hear him later today and you can make your own decision yeah I mean this has been a big question which you can do some reading about on your own yeah, if you would like but, he, but these he, are hilarious they're hilarious but he is he is a real man a real writer so here are some of the titles of some of his stories we're just gonna read we're just gonna tell them to you my billionaire triceratops craves gay ass pounded by president bigfoot taken by the gay unicorn biker gay t-rex law firm executive boner space raptor butt invasion my ass is haunted by the gay unicorn colonel pounded by the gay unicorn football squad i'm gay for my living billionaire jet plane (laughs) i swear he's just putting words together just random words bigfoot sommelier butt tasting unicorn butt cops beach patrol (laughs) seduced by dr bigfoot attorney at large trained by the living dr bigfoot is an attorney at large (laughs) he's a doctor and an attorney degrees (laughs) trained by the living biker train but dr bigfoot is in so much student debt that's yeah, he's got a lot of loans. <laughs> Pounded by the gay color-changing dress. We Tur- all remember that scandal. Oh. Turned gay by the living alpha diner. 
Uh, we there's a lot of these, and yes, we are going to keep going because I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> Glazed by the gay living donuts. Anally yours, the unicorn sailor. I respect the creativity here. Like this is out of control. I mean, literally, it's like he played a word game. He's like, give me a noun, give me like Jen. Let's let's make some gay porn right now, okay? You want to make our own? Yeah, give me any adjective. Um, green. Matt, give us a noun. Finger. <sighs> Pounded by my green finger. Come on, that was a... All right, let's keep reading his. Pounded in the butt by my own butt. Breaking news, actually. We've purchased this one. Yes. And we're going to do a dramatic reading for you. Here is, if you go on Amazon, the uh, description for Pounded in the Butt by my own butt. Kirk is a scientific researcher on the leading edge of cloning technology, but his team has reached a standstill. In an effort to stabilize rapid clone growth, researchers have been taking DNA from various parts of their bodies and combining it with small amounts of animal DNA. But when the scientists combine samples from Kirk's butt, brain, and a hawk, the result effect is a handsome, living ass who immediately sweeps Kirk off of his feet over a candlelit dinner for two. Kirk has finally found a lover that truly understands him at his very core, his own gay ass. This erotic tale is 4,000 words of sizzling human-on-gay-ass action, including anal, blowjobs, rough sex, cream pies, and sentient butt love. (laughs) I also think he's a creative genius, just in the sense that like some of his pairings are just so outlandish. Like, I don't know right. how the human brain comes up with that. Yeah. But then it's crazy because at the same time, he is also just writing porn. <laughs> right. Weird-ass porn. Yeah. Look, I don't want to nitpick, but taking DNA from different parts of your body is still the same DNA. Like, you don't have different DNA in your <laughs> arm or your ass. Like, Fair enough. Like, it's not the Fair most enough. robust science fiction I've read, is what yeah, I'm saying. We're not calling it science fiction, I guess. We're okay. calling it erotic fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and in that case, it makes perfect sense. Wait, where all does right. this begin? Now, I want us to flip around a little bit. So first of all, so they combine DNA from his brain, butt, and a hawk, mm-hmm. and they get this like flying butt thing, right? It's got wings and it's his own ass. So I want to start with, they're at the lab or something. Let's uh, skim to the beginning. Dr. Porter, right? So it's been a long day, Dr. Porter says, doing his best to fake a yawn. Your butt can't stay here all night. There's no place to sleep. Why don't you take him home and then we can pick this up tomorrow morning. So he and his butt, they go out to dinner. Seeing as it is his first meal ever, I decide to splurge a bit on my butt, taking him out to a fancy French restaurant in hip part of town. It would usually be impossible to get a reservation on such short notice, but thankfully I know someone who works here and she's able to pull some strings for us. The next thing I know, I'm sitting across from my own ass, looking deep within his soulful eye. I'm not sure what to ask you, I confess. I mean, you know everything that I know, right? Pretty much, says the butt, his wings folded neatly behind him. He takes a long sip from his wine glass, savoring every moment before setting it back down onto the table. But I've never felt it that, uh, right there. Felt what, I asked, confused. I have all your memories about drinking wine, I know what to expect when I do it, and I know what it's going to taste like. But I've never truly tasted it for myself. It's incredible. Whoa, that is amazing. I'm actually kind of jealous of you now. Really? Asks my living butt. Why jealous? Well, I know we're both 22, but at the same time, you have so much to experience. Everything is going to be so new and exciting for you. My butt smiles. Yeah, I I suppose it is. 
Like this fucking steak that I just ordered. <laughs> You're really interested in food, aren't you? Well, I am a butt. My butt jokes. I laugh out loud at this. Impressed with his similar sense of humor to my own, for the first time in a long time, I finally feel like I'm sitting across the table from someone who really gets me, deep down at the core of my being. It's hard enough dating as a gay man in today's casual world of hookups and reckless flings. I'm looking for something more, and... Incredibly, I... I think I... I might have just found it. That's not to say that my feelings for my own living ass aren't sexual, far from it. The connection that I'm looking for is something that embodies every kind of attraction. If I'm gonna be honest, at this very moment, I can barely contain my lust for this suave, sophisticated living butt. Even the features that I don't directly recognize as my own are absolutely gorgeous, like the brilliant golden wings that sprout from his back. I feel like you need a name, I tell my own butt. I know that you're a part of me, and I love that about you, but you also need an identity of your own. My ass thinks about this proposition for a moment, and then nods in agreement. All right. What's my name? How about Poor Torque, I offer. That's a pretty sexy name. Poor Torque. My ass repeats aloud. Yeah. It's very manly, but also seductive. I like that name a lot. Poor Torque it is. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> All right. Well, they eat some steak, blah, blah, blah. And I ask, what do you think? It's incredible. Suddenly, I find myself overwhelmed with lust for this incredible butt. I know that this is only the first night we've known each other, but I also know that the feelings I have for this ass are not just some passing phase. This is as real as it gets, and if I don't say something now, I will regret it for the rest of my life. I I is there anything else you've wanted to experience? I ask Portork. Yeah, of course. A anything that I can help you with? I can immediately tell that Portork understands what I am asking of him, reading between the lines with expert precision. The butt hesitates for a moment, and then finally offers. I'd like to try anal. I think I can help you with that, I tell him with a sly grin. The second that we get back to my apartment, all bets are off. Portork and me stumble through the door, kissing frantically as we make our way towards the bedroom. The second that we get inside, I push my living ass down on the bed and watch as he spreads his majestic wings out behind him. For a living butt, his physique is quite impressive, and I laugh out loud when I realize that I'm only complimenting myself. <laughs> As I lean in towards poor Torque, I see a massive cock beginning to grow out of the front of his body, stretching upward until it becomes a fully engorged shaft. Impressive, I tell the flying butt. Hey, I got it from you, poor Torque says with a wink. Seconds later, I am open wide and engulf his massive rod in my mouth. Blah, 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 blah. My living butt is clearly enjoying himself, groaning loudly as he pushes back into the bed and stretches his wings. Oh my god, says poor Torque. This is so fucking good. I pull the butt's cock out of my mouth just long enough to tell him, just wait, and then swallow his shaft completely. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, okay. Uh, I need you to fuck me, I suddenly admit in a haze of lustful desperation. I need to be pounded up the ass by my own ass. <laughs> 
just want everyone to know that was a cold read. There was an overhearsal. Just a cold read between Jamie and I. Beautiful, you did beautiful. Um, Thank you. I mean, it was a little. You know what I really appreciated? What? We didn't decide even who was going to read what, we just but went we, for we it. just just fell into yeah. this rhythm. Yeah, just like I was the dude in his yeah. own ass. I think my favorite part might be just that the. the Ass is named poor dork. I like I that they're eating steak. I don't know. A steak is such a funny and then, choice like, he for eats, me. Does he eat through his butthole? And then, then like a then like, a cock appears. Then like a cock appears <laughs> out of the asshole. Like I don't know. Uh. So my mother and I share an Amazon Prime account. You know, you can put multiple credit cards and addresses in, but the Prime account is shared. And my mother jokes that she learns so much about me based on what I order, which I think is really true. That's like a very funny 2018 thing, like keeping up tabs. Like keeping tabs on your daughter and just through the purchases. But anyway, so Jen and I, as you know, we do some really weird work, which means my mother is receiving order confirmations for like dildos and yodeling pickles and um, vagina face masks. Yeah, vagina face masks, (laughs) like just some some odd stuff. But then it is sort of funny because then there's also like she'll get an order confirmation because like I just ordered new shelves. It's just like runs the gamut. (laughs) So today we purchased... Pounded in the butt by my own butt. And at some point today, my mother got an alert. That Allison purchased Pounded in the Butt by my own butt. Mm, well, just, just I, I an Amazon. This. Just, just thank you. A thank you order confirmation. Thank you for ordering Pounded in the Butt by my okay. own butt. So she might think she ordered it herself. Not what my mother sounds like. That's my impression. She sounds like this. Allie! <laughs> Pounds it in the butt, but so Chuck Tingle recently got a lot of press because um, I think it was directly after Brexit, like within a few days, he uh, made a story about it was like gay erotic. Brexit fan fiction. Yeah, I mean, he does it like even the one we just read about, like the the color changing dress. Like he does, he churns them out often based so they're on very relevant to what's happening. Things that are happening. Right. I think J.K. Rowling. She did tweet. Um, if you go to his website, you can see what that tweet is about the Brexit fan fiction to say that she was having such a hard time with Brexit until she read this, and she was wow. like, "It was the first time I've laughed." That's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, his stuff yeah. is really funny. It's interesting though because. As funny as it is, like, he spends a lot of time coming up with, like, weird gay pounding. Yeah, I mean, he's a craftsman. And there are themes. We're, like, playing along themes of pounding butts. Um, and then unicorns, big feet. Yeah, Bigfoot. Bigfoot dinosaurs are I don't think common. it's big feet. I think he's the time at the mythological creature. Would you call multiple? Oh, right, there's the only plural. one. Oh, you're saying. I'm just <laughs> saying it as the plural. I, I guess know. it's I Bigfoot. Yeah, Bigfoot's big feet. Big feet. Um, um, yeah, so he was also the subject of a scandal. So basically, I mean, this is unfortunate, but I think we should go there. Uh, what's the name of the award again? The Hugo Award. The Hugo Award. It's for science fiction. And apparently it's been, you know, making sure to expand beyond awarding just straight white men. So I guess some women or minorities have been nominated recently and the alt-right got really upset about it. So they nominated Chuck Tingle as a form of protest so that he became a nominee for this prestigious award. Nominated by a group that he was not associated with. So um, I believe we can talk to him about this, but his reaction to it was to make a website that very clearly, but in also a very funny way, showed that he was in no way associated with this group. But yes, in fact, he would like to be nominated for this award. <laughs> right. Which is not by these people. So yeah. Now- you not know, the alt-right way, now, just the right way. Yeah. The right way, the real right way. And just to yeah. be clear, it, they, they flooded an online poll or something? Yeah, something they, like they, that. They, yeah. They, yeah, apparently you just have to be a member of this one group in order to vote, and membership costs like 40 bucks or something. Right. And, mm-hmm. and they yeah, they flooded okay. it. But uh, It's 
but at the same time it's like hilarious for him that he's like i'm a hugo award nominee yeah (laughs) for my gay erotica winner i believe but we'll have to ask him about that no the nominee okay um but yes his love his love his work does concern uh love and togetherness and peacefulness and and pounding in the butt and pounding in the butt so we are all for it especially pound being pounded in the butt by one's own butt right if you've thought this show was dirty before Today is the day. We're just really going to go out there. We do have to take a break. We've got a sponsor this week. We have a sponsor? Yeah, we've got a big sponsor. Oh my God, Jen, you're so gullible. But before (sighs) we get to the sponsor, we got to do trivia. All right. Today's trivia in honor of Chuck Tingle is about self-publishing on Amazon. Mr. Tingle publishes a lot of his books as Kindle editions and audiobooks. Uh, audiobooks, to my That's knowledge. That's the alert my mother's getting, yeah. Right. He doesn't have a publisher. It's just, he's just. He self publishes. He self publishes, yeah. right? In love, 2011. Love 2018. Exactly. Back, way back in 2011, a science book about the genetics of flies was listed on Amazon for $23 million. Wait, a book about the genetics of flies? Yes. Was listed for $23 million. $23 million. So that's a typo. That's the question. Okay. Why? On Amazon? Yes. In what year? 2011. Okay. And this uh, this is not a self-published book. I just mentioned it because we're talking about Amazon today. Uh, why was this book marked up so high? Your answers are a the author died the book was out of print and bill gates and nicholas cage went into a bidding war for this singular book wait but you're this on amazon yes okay b like ebay where you bid an amazon employee was updating the listing and put a comma in the wrong place it was actually just 23 dollars or c two of amazon's pricing algorithms kept trying to one-up each other I'm going with B. I'm going to go with... I feel like it might not be B because that's too obvious, but I'm going with B. The typo. And you have a good point about the bidding. People, why would it be that on Amazon then? There's one copy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that part, I mean, if that's not quite if it's make sense a, to me. Then you're leaving out some details. I'm just, I'm just reading from the paper here. Just, that you wrote. He had nothing to do with creating this <laughs> trivia. Um, let's go with C. Okay, the bidding, the algorithmic bidding algorithmic, war. Is that what it was? Wait, uh, algorithmic that, that these algorithm, error? That pricing algorithms were like bi- outbidding each other. Outbidding each other. Okay, yeah, I'll go with that. Okay, we will find out the correct answer after the break. And now a real advertisement entitled Butt Pumpkin. That's it. Just Butt Pumpkin. From the internet's most poetic classified advertising platform, Craigslist.org. One free butt pumpkin. Do you want an old pumpkin that looks like a butt? <laughs> Pick it up in the alley behind Enjoy Small Bar Thai Village. First come, first who gets butt pumpkin. You can hold it up to your butt in pictures and it looks like you have a pumpkin for a butt. Due to the high demand, we will no longer be taking calls. Thank you. Um, a lot of pumpkins look like butts. To be honest, that is true. Um, but there was a, but there was a picture you guys couldn't see. This pumpkin really looked like a butt. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna say it. It was a butt pumpkin. Yeah, but I mean, pumpkins often look like butts. Would you pound the butt pumpkin with your own butt pumpkin? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think the question is, would the butt pumpkin pound me? Pounded mm. by the pound. Uh, yeah, there pounded is a chuck. 
in the butt by my own butt pumpkin. Yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> that wasn't on the list. <laughs> that was not on the list. <laughs> all right. You got yourself a rectangle. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll suggest it. All right. All right. Who wants to know the trivia answer? Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd rather have a snack. Like, you got any baked goods? I could have used a brownie. Oh we have no snacks God. here. Just all trivia. This talk of pounding makes me hungry. <laughs> I want to know the answer, Matt. All right, tell Jen. All right, I'll tell Jen. <laughs> I'm just going to go I'll have a brownie. You go I'll get a here. snack. Uh, I'll tell Jen the answer. Uh, why was a book in 2011 listed on Amazon.com for $23 million? We don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's saying I sang. Je- Allie, you went with the typo. Uh, someone put a comma in the wrong place, and it was actually $23. Typo. Typo. And I went with the algorithmic outbidding. The algorithmic outbidding. outbidding. The correct answer is... You guys can't see him, so I don't know why he His does this. Eyes he are loves shifting. to do this dramatic pause where he looks at both of us. In edit, I can make the pause as long as, or as short as I want. I know, but they can't see your your eyeballs. That's the thing. <laughs> Going back and forth. Back and forth. Back so and forth. It's like the pacing version. The correct answer is C. <gasps> pricing algorithm. Guys, I think I'm getting better at trivia. I think it's all random. I have a new <laughs> tactic. It's go with your gut and then don't and choose the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's Excellent. the title of your, of your self-help Excellent. book. Excellent. <laughs> it's my that's, life philosophy. That's great. Self-help. Uh, there are apparently like pricing algorithms that sellers can put in place. So if you're an Amazon seller, you can say, okay, Okay, when someone else is selling this item or book, please set my price to like one cent higher. Mm-hmm. So these two algorithms were competing. One was 1.2% or excuse me, 1.2 times higher. And the other algorithm was auto, auto bidding at 0.9% higher. So one of the books was always cheaper than the other, but nobody told them to stop. So they just kept as mm, the prices no kept rising, they just kept going up and up. And after a week. The book was retailing for $23 million. So who bought it? I don't believe that anyone bought it. I think they just I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy yeah. it at that price. And it was about fruit fly genetics. That was the... It was like a science book, like a textbook. A science book. A science. A science. 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 Okay, we are so excited to have with us right now erotic author Chuck Tingle. Welcome, Chuck. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the Big Time Show. We are so happy to have you here on this Big Time Show. It's really big, this show. It's big and it's time. It is time. <laughs> All right, so Allie. We wanted, we wanted to ask you, tell us about your journey. How did you get started writing gay erotica? What was the impetus? What was the first time that you penned anything about getting pounded in the butt? Well, I started to write as a young boy, but they are mostly stories about about all kinds of worlds and different ways, but but I I was not allowed to write them, so then I hid my stories, and that was back where I used to live, in town name of Home of Truth, and that is in Utah, It it is out in the desert. And I was very lonesome there. I, there was no one else around because everyone else had left. So I wrote my stories and I hid them. And then, then, then they got burned up and then, then they fired. So I left. And then, then when I came to Billings and then, then I had the head of my son John. And he is very kind and handsome and, and very sweet man. And, and he helps me right now. He said... Oh, Chuck, well, why don't you write those stories you used to write? You used to have a lot of fun writing, and then I wrote them. And then he helped me put them online with the, with his friend Sam Rand. And now we are all big-timers. Now we're making the big bucks. 
So have you tried other genres or for you, is it just gay erotica and that is it? Well, I think that, that my favorite way of writing is to prove love with a story that shows the, 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 what is my preferred pound, which is a bud on bud pound. So I think that, that, that as long as that has happened in the story, I think that my way which is my own unique way, and it is part of what makes me special and important on this timeline. I think that that way is through the, through this medium of art, and that medium has a pound at the end of the story. So I would say that there are all kinds of genres within this world. You can have a spooky story about a handsome mummy, or you can have a, sp a science fiction story about a handsome spaceship. So there are all kinds of different genres, but they all have my preferred pound. Are there endless ways to pound? Well, yes, I think that, that, that it is a way of proving love. And there are all kinds of ways to prove that love is real, because that is the only dang thing in them that is important in this world, is that, that we spend time. Then we think to ourselves, well, uh, how am I going to prove love today? And then you think, oh, I can't prove love. The world's just crumbling in on me and there's too much bad stuff going on. And then you think, well, I have my own way. And it may be a small way. And maybe your way is to write a story of a pound and then and a butt on butt kissing and showing that they can prove love that way. But maybe your way is to be a, be a skateboarding man or a skateboarding lady and you go go and you do a trick with love. Or maybe your way is to go to the store and say, I see that you cannot finish paying for your groceries. How, how about I give you a little uh, $20 bill and then you can pay for them. Or, or there are all kinds of ways. There's the way of a doctor, the way, the way of a of a scientist, even the way of, of a TV reporter or a podcast reporter. So I think that we all have our own pound. And that is how we, we go through life in our unique way, is proving love with our own unique pound, and that is important. So it, would you say everyone's got a pound within them? Yes, I would say that. I think, well, actually, no, no, well, that, 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 that is a good distinction to make because we all have our unique pound in our own special important way. But when it comes to pounding, uh, there there are some that say that that that, that, that they do prefer to not pound, and that is okay too. Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. think it is important to know that you can prove love with all kinds of pounds, but maybe your pound is no pound at all, and that is okay too. Mm -hmm. So you have a son, so it's interesting because you must have had a straight pound at some point, but your work is all a gay pound. Yes, well, the, 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 I had a wife at one point. Her name was Barbara. Mm -hmm. She sounds great. Barbara is very, well, she is not around anymore. Mm. She she is, is at the bottom of the frozen lake. And that is a sad way. There are sad days ahead. But it, but I think that, that I, had, I learned from this experience and from loss and and then it is important to remember that in life there are ups and downs and but, but, but you gotta learn from them and learn to move on and love when you have so then now sweet barbara is she is gone in some ways some way she still visits me and talks like marbles in the dark and that is kind of is a, a bit of a spooky way 
but, 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 but in a kind way, I think that Son John, my handsome, good, kind son, who, who is the talk of the neighborhood and everyone likes, and I look at him, I think, I'm so proud of you. I'm so pr proud of what you have become. And that reminds me of Sweet Barbara, because that is part of her way. That is beautiful. I'm curious, Chuck, when did you start to become interested in Bigfoot, unicorns, dinosaurs? Was it at different points in your life for different ones? Has it been since you were a child? Well, yes, I have always learned stories. This was part of my schooling when I was a young boy and I learned, oh, well, guess what, buddy? There are dinosaurs and they are real. And there are Bigfoot, and they are real. And there are unicorns, and they are real. And they all love to pound. Well, mo mo most of them do. So I think that, that that I had learned that because I was I was in a important uh, uh, home school, and that was in my living room in Home of Truth, Utah. And then 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 that is what I was taught in a classroom of one. And they said. Hey, well, well, there the world is full of magic, and there are unicorns, and then, and then, and then sometimes they they are handsome. But I did not learn they were handsome until later. But back then, I just learned that, that, that maybe they would they would trot on by and give you a nod. You know, home of truth, Utah doesn't seem like the type of place that would be into gay erotica. No, at that at that time, I I was not. I was was not supposed to be writing like that back then. I was that that I would get in trouble if I was found out in that way. I was supposed to only be writing uh, stories without a pound. Um, maybe a story, uh, maybe a story of a spaceship, but that would also make Mom and Dad mad because they don't want me writing about dang spaceship. They say that that is the that is what a devil writes about. There's no such thing as a spaceship. Why don't you write about something real, like a Bigfoot? So that is what I wrote about. But 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 then then, then when I start to write about pounding a Bigfoot, then mom and dad got real mad. So then I had to hide them under the floor, and that that, that is that was my way in Home of Truth. But but when we were living there, they, we were the only ones around. It was just me and mom and dad. Everyone else had left a long time ago. And so we were lonesome there, and I would just walk on, walk on around in the wilderness. Why had everybody left? I, the, 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 I was very young then, but I think the, the, that I have heard that everyone just kind of got dang sick of following all the dang rules. There are a lot of rules there. And then there was a mean lady, and she see, she said, I know everything, and you you don't know nothing. And then, then, then some people got sick of it, and then I think Mama and Dad said, well, I, I trust her way. And then, then when everyone left, they said, well, well, you, you have all decided, you have lost your dang faith in the way. So then everyone left and we stayed behind and then and, and, and it was just us there. So I am not a quite sure how, how, why they left because that was before my dang time. It sounds like they could have all just used a good pounding. They had a particular way that, that was... Was kind of kind of a way that said no pound is good but our pound and you gotta follow the dang rules you gotta gotta trot this way and trot that way and I am uh, I am one who prefers a more of a of a modern trot to a traditional trot I used to do traditional trotting but now I do modern trots and I think that they were 
They they were they were very specific in their dang ways. Mm-hmm. You're definitely doing a modern trot, a modern pound. I would say you're a pioneer of the pound. Well, thank you. I think that is a very kind thing to say. I think they 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 they, they you are too with your own big time show. I, that I, is so important. I well, thank hope, you. <laughs> I hope to be a pioneer of my own pound soon. <laughs> yeah. I do. No, well, that, that is an important distinction because because it is not not that, that it will be soon. You you already are. Every moment that you that you make a choice, you you, you make a brand new timeline. There are infinite timelines, and then that that that, that changes the whole dang universe. So when you think about it, you are, you are so powerful. You're creating entire universes all the time. And I think that, that you say you can say, oh, well, some, someday soon I will be a pioneer of the pound. But, but you always are if you are proving love and, and showing the world your unique way. And then I think that is a very special part. And it makes you who you are. You are already proving love in your way. Well, thank you. And speaking of the universe, how many titles have you penned well that's a good question i I have not not looked back on this in a while and it's hard to say because there are tinglers and those are short dang stories and then 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 sometimes i like to put them together in a book say well i got a lot of tinglers about pounding your own food Maybe I should make a big book bundle about pounding your own food. Yes. So then, yes. I, then I put put an eight or nine in there, and then the people who like to kiss on their corn on the cob, or maybe kiss on their mashed potatoes, or maybe kiss on all kinds of other things like chocolate milk or other beverages, then they can read that book, and then they they will be happy. So, they, I think that if you only count if you count tinglers, which are short stories. I think probably probably around a hundred, but I I'm not sure. I should probably remember how many dang books I have written. That, that as world's greatest author, I think that that would be an important fact to know. That's a prolific pounding. That is, Chuck. What was the very first book Tingler that you wrote? Well, I cannot remember. There, there is a big difference between the first one that I wrote and the first one that was published on on Amazons.com. Cause, cause long, long ago, when when Son John said, "Oh, Chuck, you should, you should write these again," he, 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 he was saying that that, that I should post them online and, and maybe make some money, cause he had heard from Sam Rand that that you could publish publish your damn own books in, in a self publishing man. So I had already put some of them online, and they they're just floating around, and nobody was probably reading them. They're just going on the website saying, "Hey, if you want to read about a dinosaur kissing another man, and they're both handsome, and you might like this story, then you can go to this website and download it for dang free." And Son John said, "Well, well you, Chuck, you could be a big time businessman. You'd be like the the, the the brand new the brand new Bill's Gate." And then you can own your own Microsoft and download all kinds of, of books. So then I went on Amazon and then I posted my books. So uh, it is hard to say. I'm sorry. Sometimes I lose track and I, I think I'm rambling now. But I think it might have been uh, Billionaire Triceratops. Uh, I, I think that might be the first book. But I am not I am not sure because I cannot remember and. I sometimes lose track of my way going from timeline to timeline. What are your most downloaded books? 
Oh, well, there have been a few big-time hits. I think the number one hit is Space Raptor Bud Invasion. Mm-hmm. That seems like it when we were researching you. It seemed like that was the big one. Yeah, that, that, that is a big-time hit. I think that, that, that it was already a big, big-time big hit, and then things got real, real crazy and real riled up when, I, when, when it was nominated for Hugo's Award. And then I think that at that point, everyone said, well, this is the greatest author I've ever heard, and I want to read more of his dang books. So I think Space Raptor Butt Invasion is a big one, and also pounded in the butt by my own butt. That is another big tingler hit there that I think is a, will be an all-time classic. We agree. We've read that one. That one really, really spoke to us. Wow. That's good to know. I think, hope that the reading goes well, and I hope that it proves love. I'm sure that it will. I wanted to know, how often are you writing these? Well, it depends on how my mood is. I like to write tinglers. It is part of my day, and then this is... This is my job. I, I was once a doctor of holistic massage. I still am, but I do not practice. I have retired, and I do not holistic massage anymore. So now all I do is is, is write, write tinglers in, up in my room. So when son John and Chloe, that, 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 that is his wife, when they go on out of the, the house, and then they go to work, and then I say, I'm going to sit here on my deck and I'm going to write a, write a book and keep watch on the neighborhood. Make sure Ted Cobbler doesn't get into any funny business. So then I sit there and I think, oh, well, am I going to be inspired today? Am I going to write a dang tingler and that uh, proves love? Or am I going to go trot on down to the park and watch the neighborhood birds and talk to them or and learn about their way? So it depends on how I wake up, but but I would say probably maybe three tinglers a month, but on this timeline only. There are other timelines when I am working on other projects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have your own podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, yes. The, 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 that is called, uh, uh, well, it is Night Vale Presents, pounded in the butt by my own podcast with Chuck Dingle. So that, that, that is how I, how I like to do my show. And uh, I think that is an important podcast way because I, I like working with them. They are very kind. And when we talk online, they, 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 they listen to all my ways. I understand that I, that I can be hard to understand and that my way is a unique way. But they are very kind and loving. And, and they, they work with me on my way and, and help to make the best show ever. How did that come about? Did they approach you about creating this podcast? Yes, they 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 had written me in and they said, "Hey, hey, Chuck, we think we can make a big time show, and we think they they you could be a big star. We like the way you sound, and we like that you could be a radio man." So then I said, "Well, I would like to be a radio man." And then they said, "Well, okay, come on the big show." So that, that, that was mostly their idea. They just sent me a dang email, and then, and then we were off and running. I, I did not really, really know about Night Vale or where, where that was. Uh, it sounded like a nice town. But, well, but then, then I listened, and it was okay. And then it was, well, it was actually really nice. It was a good, good, good show. So well, for I our own listeners, you, there are celebrities that read your tinglers on the podcast, right? 
Yes, that that is format of the show. I like to introduce introduce them in my own way. I like to be like Skull Man and Tales from the Basement because that was a spooky show that I read once. And then, well, I did not read it. I watched it, but I'm not a very big reader. I'm mostly a watcher. So I watched the show on TV. It was a little too scary, but I saw some episodes. I liked the part where Skull Man talked and made jokes. He, he would always crack wise and then laugh and laugh and laugh. And then when the dang show started, I think I've got to cover my eyes because it's too dang scary. I don't want to see this werewolf. And then, then, then. Then, uh, then, 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 then I said, well, I will be on the Night Vale show, but I must introduce them like Skull Man, because he is a dang, he is a laugh riot. <laughs> so then, uh, then I introduced them, and then after that, then we have Reader come on and tell the story. So that is my way. Who are some of your favorite celebrity guests you've had, and why? Well... They're, they're, that is hard to choose because they, they're all so kind and nice. I can't believe that they that anyone wants to come come be on the big time show with me. And I'm just man of Chuck. And I know I am the world's greatest author, that, but that doesn't mean I'm the world's greatest radio man. Now, I, I know that, that my voice has a unique way and it can be kind of hard to understand. So then everyone said, well, you can be a radio man. We're going to get people to come on your dang show. And then I thought, wow, that, that's dang neat. I can't believe that we're going to get celebrity guests. So I think that, that they have all been kind. I think it is neat that, 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 that my online bud, Mauro Wilson, came on. Because we talk online sometimes. I'm glad that she came on this show. But, but I, the, 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 there was also a time when my reverse twin came on. That was a recent episode. His name is... Justin McElroy, and he he is my reverse twin from another timeline. I did not I had never met him, but I had learned that the 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 Buckaroos online said, "Hey, you kind of sound the same. You kind of sound the same as me." What's a reverse twin? Well, when you are on a timeline, there are infinite timelines all around us, and the the the, the, the they are all stacked in layers. Now that's what makes up the Tingleverse. So. Every action that you take makes two timelines, but well, that, that that is an easy way of explaining. It actually makes infinite timelines. So, in you another think, world, you're twins. Well, then we are twins in another timeline, in but another it timeline. is technic it is technically the same world. And then, and then, 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 so in that timeline, it could be a timeline where all where bees take over, or a timeline where famous wars were won by other people. Or maybe a timeline where the dinosaurs are still around, uh, but uh, they are mean now. Because now when dinosaurs are around, they are kind and sweet, and, and sometimes they are bad boys. But I have seen movies that are exaggerations of a timeline where you say, Oh, hey, you know how you're hey, the, the handsome ice cream man who is a dinosaur and is your bud is nice and he looks, uh, he looks a lot like you? Well, there's another timeline where he was big and tall and wanted to eat you. And then, 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 then he's going to chomp on you with his teeth and eat an ice cream truck instead of working one. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is another example of a timeline that could exist when dinosaurs are mean. Totally. So you've had some really exciting things happen. And we're just wondering, where is the where is the Chuck Tingle empire going next? Like now you have you have so, you're such a prolific pound writer 
such a prolific pounder and you have so many stories and now you have the podcast and we see that people have done dramatic reenactments of your works so what's next is there going to be a, a tingler movie with meryl streep there there was a tingler tingler movie that we were working on but but i do not think that is happening anymore there there was a company that they were so kind and I, it was nice to work with them and they said we would like to make a big time show. We we make movies about about ladybugs kissing each other, not buckaroos. Because my preferred pound is buckaroo on buckaroo. And they said we can have have a ladybug and a buckaroo kissing. And I thought well, that is not my preferred pound. But but uh, but maybe as an opportunity to make a big time movie, we could make this. And then they said, well, they're, they're, this is called adult movie. And I thought. Well, that is an interesting way to prove love. Maybe we can make it. So I wrote a script for for Ladybug on Ladybug kissing, and uh, and they really liked, it and we were going to do it. And then and then along the way, uh, I realized that, that that maybe I I do not know if 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 that we would make the movie because I don't know if if I know that way yet in my heart. And I think that, that, that maybe it would be different if I was writing a story of a, of a bud on bud pound, but I was not quite ready to jump into world of adult movies yet. But I think they are okay. I think that it, that it is a nice way for people to express themselves and to express the way they like to kiss and then the way they like to pound. But I just uh, decided that, that maybe that, that is not my world yet and I will stick for writing, writing as an erotic man. So I think that, that maybe I will wait on that. But I think that one day I would like there to be a tingle cinematic universe <laughs> on other timelines there is this way but not here yet so i think that would be my big time goal chuck we read that you have said love is real for all who kiss um yes can you explain to us what a little bit of what that means to you well yes i the, the long time ago you would hear stories of maybe big time political devils or scoundrels saying things like well, if we let well, if we let two buds kiss each other, what's next? A bud and a tree, or a bud and a handsome dinosaur, or a bud and, and a car? And then, then I thought to myself, well, yeah, that sounds like a dang good way. That sounds like the best dang dang world in everywhere. The dang world, everyone just thinks thinks that they you know kissing who they want and doing their preferred pound and loving each other. And I think that sounds like the best dang world ever. So when I say that love is real for all who kiss, I think, well, yeah, then, 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 then you can kiss and then you can kiss your, your own handsome tree if you want, or a bud, or maybe two buds, or maybe a ladybug, or maybe however the heck you dang want. If they if they are a grown up and then then they like you too, and you both say to each other, well, we should kiss each other and then and then make each other feel nice then I think that you should be able to do that. And I think that's a very important message. But I have also learned that love is real even if even if you don't kiss because some buckaroos d decided that they didn't want to kiss anybody. They say, well, no, pounding's not for me in that way. I'm going to pound in my own way, and then that's okay too. Then they don't prefer any pound. And I think that is important to remember that love is real for them too. Do you have any advice for people who are looking to prove love but are trying to find their own unique way? How you find your own unique way? 
Well, that, 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 that is, I think, uh, much simpler than people think. Because uh, you, when you wake up in the dang morning, if you are trying to prove love is real and thinking, how can I make this day a better, better, better day on this timeline? How can I make this timeline the best possible? And then you've already proven love. You've already accomplished your own unique way. So maybe, uh, for instance, if you are a gardener and you wake up and you think, oh, dang, I don't know what to do with myself. All I can do is plant my seeds and water them and watch them grow. Well, well, guess what, buddy? You can, you're, you're proven love already. You're, you, if you, if you water with love and plant with love, then those seeds will be so beautiful when they blossom and you'll have the most beautiful dang garden. And then, then, then maybe a, maybe a handsome, maybe a handsome carrot will grow there and he will come out of the ground and have big muscles and say, Hey, you, you really prove love with this garden. And then I think that you should share this way. And then maybe somebody walking by thinks, Wow, what a garden. I want to be gardener too and plant fresh vegetables for the whole neighborhood. So I think that you, when you use your own unique way that is your drive and then the thing that is calling you into the day and calling you out into the, into the world, then, then, then that is already a way to prove love as long as you are doing it with kindness in your butt's heart. So that's beautiful. And I mean that sincerely. But, okay, so if it's so easy, though, to prove love, then why is our world so complex? Why are so many people seemingly incapable of proving love and finding their pound? Well, I think that, that, that all people, uh, uh, they, 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 they are trying their best most of the dang time. Sometimes you will find a devil and a devil is not, not, not even from this timeline. They're from the, the darkness of the void, which is a scary place outside of the Tingleverse. And then there are scoundrels. They, that is slightly different from a devil. A scoundrel is just not from the void, but, but, but they are influenced by a void way, and they are making decisions that are not good decisions. But I think for the, for the most part, as, as human beings, when you get in a fight, it's mostly because you think, well, I, I think this is the be best way to prove love. And then someone else says, no way, buddy. Th this is the best way to prove love. Your way stinks. And then, then they get in the fight that way about who's proven the most love. But I think that if, maybe if everybody realized that they, they, they all have the same goal, they just, they just want to come about it in different ways. So I think that that is one thing that makes the world harder. And then also there, there is the void, and that is a source of, of, of darkness and bad ways. So I think that as long as we can fight against the void together and understand that we are all a team and that, 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 that we just got to look out for the darkness of the void, then, then, then I think that, that we will continue to prove love and, and, and prove that love is real. How can we fight against the darkness of the void? Well, uh, I think that, that uh, sometimes it can seem overwhelming because the void is so big. In fact, it is endless. Uh, the, 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 the Tingleverse has many layers, and it is, if you can imagine it, it is like a tube. And they're stacked up on top of each other, and there are infinite layers between. There is this timeline, and there's the timeline above it, and the timeline below it, and then there are infinite different timelines in between. Now, if you are imagining that tube, you got to think, well, what's outside the tube? What, what is outside of all things? And that is the void. And it is an endless dark place that is full of cosmic horror. 
and it will make your brain melt if you think about it too much. So I would urge all listeners to not, not think on it on this way too hard. But, but I will say that the, 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 you got to keep an eye out for leaks in the void. And if they are in your home or, or in your city, you think, wow, that way is not a good way. I'm going to I'm going to stand up and fight this. So maybe oh, you could see a sense of sense of leak in the void if you're laying in bed one night and you think, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I, I'm going to say something real mean to somebody on the Internet. And then you think, oh, geez. Well, I know that's not a good way. There must be a void leak in my house. So then you go, go, and you trot around, and you see where the dark spot is, and then see if something's leaking in from the outside of the of the timeline. And you see, oh, there's some dark ooze over there. I better patch this up. And then the best way to do that is probably just think, well, I'm going to replace this darkness with something positive and something that's full of love and gives and gives the world a, a nice little shine. So then you think, well, instead of writing something mean online, tomorrow morning I'm going to get up, I'm going to call a friend of mine and say, hey, you, you mean the world to me and yeah, I'm so, you are so important to me and I just want to tell you that I appreciate you because that's a kind way to do. Or you could call your your family and say, "Hey, I was just thinking about you, thinking about how 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 much I'm glad to know you, and and that makes me feel special." So that is one way to fight against the void if you feel a void leak in your home. Great. I'm not gonna lie; it sounds a lot like the plot of Stranger Things, but I'm on board. <laughs> so uh, we talk on this podcast with a lot of different communities, um, all of which formed on the internet, blossomed on the internet. They were able to find each other. So. We just wanted to hear how has the internet affected the Tingleverse? Well, uh, the Tingleverse is an interesting thing because we, we are living in it now. It's, that, that is a difficult conversation for some to understand that they are on a, a layer of the Tingleverse. And then, then, so that is a bigger discussion. But it can have two meanings. So one meaning is where we are now, and in all encompassing all things. And then, then the other meaning can be, well, I'm just talking about a book series. So if I'm just talking about the dang series of books, I would say that the internet has affected it because it makes it dang possible. Because now I can write all the dang books that I want, and then, then I can put them online, and then, then I, that can be my my job as as man name of Chuck. So then, 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 then now that is what I do. I'm just just get to write my stories and help prove love is real in my own way, and then hopefully people will open them up and say, "Oh, this makes me feel joy," and then then it makes me so happy to be here. So I think that that internet is a good way because otherwise I I don't know how I would get get all my tinglers out into the dang world. I would probably just just have to leave them at the Billings Public Library. Do you get a lot of fan mail from tinglers? Well, yes, I think think the 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 fan mail is it is not not what it dang used to be because I was back in my dang day when I saw someone handsome like Bruce Hornsby in the range I would think I like your songs buddy I'm gonna write you a fan letter and then I would write them in the mail and put dang stamp on it and find a handsome mailbox and say hello handsome mailbox I would like to put this in your mouth and then maybe you can carry it along and maybe you can give it to Bruce. And then he would say, oh, well, okay, Chuck, put it on in there, and then I will carry your letter. But now, if you are a big fan, you can say, 
hey, I want to talk to you on, 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 on your internet way and on your Twitter, which I have used. And so I get a lot of messages on there of people saying, hey, Chuck, I like your way and I think you got a good trot. And that makes me feel very good. So I think that is important and, and I like that. But they, they, I get a lot of fan mail that way just on the, on the internet. Do you, got a, do you get a lot of angry trolls too? A lot of people are really mad at you? Well, it depends. If I'm writing, if I write a book about uh, Devil Man Trump, who on a nearby timeline is is a president, then 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 what will happen is a lot of people from all from sometimes they 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 are from all over the world. They they will say, "Hey, I well, you're a bad boy. You're a bad boy. I don't like you, and I'm gonna make fun of you." So that 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 will happen sometimes if I write a political tingler. But for the most part, everybody is is pretty kind. And also sometimes sometimes I think, oh well, it kind of looks like you might you might be from from all over the world. But guess what, buddy? I know it's really just Ted Cobbler next door writing mean comments because because he likes to hack on on the internet and then say, oh Chuck, you're a bad guy. You're you're bad. So I I think sometimes it is mostly my neighbor. And he he is just trying to cause trouble. So what happened when, speaking of your neighbor and the void, when the alt-right uh, took over the Hugo Awards? Can you tell us about that a little bit? Well, yes. There, there, is, uh, there is that awards that, that I was nominated for, name of Hugo's Award. And then there were some scoundrels. They were called, uh, they were a big-time group called All Were the Bad Dogs Blues. And then it was mostly lonesome basement boys just moaning and moaning about their way. So they they were moaning on on the internet and then talking about how oh we we don't think ladies should be able to to write stories or or other kinds of people that they don't like. And then I thought, well, and that seems like then that's a mean way. And they thought it'd be real funny because they they they, they didn't like the Hugo's award. And they said, oh, it'll be so funny if we nominate this book, Name of Space Raptor, but Invasion. Well, guess what, buddy? You, you have a bit off more than you could dang chew because I'm, my name's Chuck Tingle. I'm the world's greatest author. So if you want to nominate my book as a dang joke, then I'm going to say, well, guess what, buddy? Joke's on you because i got a more of a jokester way. And they, they, they did not really like him. And one of my online buds. I had never met her before, but her name was Zoe Quinn, and they did not like her. And then we had not really met, but we we were we were buds online. And then then I said, and then I messaged her and said, "Hey, you you well, guess what? If I win this Hugo Award, you want to come come accept it for me? And because that would really make the bad dogs blues mad." And then she said yes. So we turned it around on the bad dogs blues and, and made them realize that their jokester way was was not, was not up to my jokester way. I'm the original jokester of Billings. So that, that, that is mostly how that tale goes. Do you think that they could use a good pounding? Well, I think that is an interesting way because... Well, sometimes people say that, that and I, I will say that I understand this way. I do not want to throw anyone under the bus, but but I think that, that, that in some ways that, that connotates a negative way of pounding. And then really, it's important to remember that in all tinglers, when, when there is a pound, it is out of love and positivity. So 
I think that they, they, they probably... They need to find their own pound. Yeah, yes. And in that way, maybe they could, you know, use a good pounding. If by pounding you mean they find a partner who says, I like you for who you are, and I appreciate your way, and I think that together we can learn that you don't need to be a scoundrel. And then then maybe when nah, maybe that our relationship and the way we prove love they will make you realize that love is real. So maybe if they did, they did have a pounding of someone who really cared about them and who they cared about, then, then, then that would be a good way. I hope they find their pound. I think so. I think that would be nice too. Ah, but but they have they have mostly gone away. They 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 have realized now that they had make the greatest mistake of their days. When they tried to mess with Big Timer Chuck Tingle, so now I'm I'm a world famous man, and then they they do not really do much. I'm sure there are some of them howling at the moon, but that is about it. Mr. Tingle, this is Matt, and I actually have a question for you from one of our fans uh, in our fan chat room, uh, Inquisitor Vaughn, who asks, uh, "What makes you happiest, both as an author and also just in your day to day life?" Well, that is easy question. Uh, there are so many things to be thankful for. I think that gratitude is a buckaroo. And when you say, when you wake up in the morning and think, oh, this day is a new day and I'm so lucky to be here for it. And that is an important part of my life and that, may, that makes me happy. But I think the number one thing to be thankful for as man name of Chuck is that my son John has grown into, into such a wonderful, caring uh, person. And I think that, that, that my number one thing, uh, I may be world's greatest author, but I hope that one day I will also be able to say I am world's greatest dad. And I try my dangdest. And I try, try to make sure that, that I have this way of showing him that that love is real and i think that he shows that me that love is real and and i have learned so much from him so i think that is what i appreciate and love the most about my life as world's greatest author is my son john well thank you so much chuck i think we're gonna end it there this has been wonderful it's been delightful thank you Thank you, thank you for having me. This this was a good interview, and you you all have a very kind way. I appreciate you having me on the Big Time Show. I know my way can be unique and sometimes hard to understand, and that is okay. But you have you have brought me onto your own show with so much kindness. It is like I'm visiting your home, and you say, "Hey, come on and sit on down in this chair, and we will treat you kindly." We'll we'll telling you nice things so i think that you have been so kind and and that really proves love today thank you it was our pleasure we think you were perfect and we understood every word oh thank you very much i think that together all of us have really proved love is real there there are probably lots of people who will listen to this and we'll we'll change their timelines for the better and they will think wow that brought me a lot of joy today i now i have a smile on my face so I think that you are doing such a nice thing in that way. So thank you for having me. All right. Well, I'm obsessed with him. 
I know we thought we were talking about gay erotica, which we did, but actually I think that he is a creative genius he, and I am not kidding at all. No, I'm not either. I'm sure you all have gathered at this point that there's a whole philosophy that this entire Tingleverse is built upon. <laughs> I actually think it's shocking that some of the stuff we read was like, is he real? Is he not? Like, that's obviously a genius character. It stemmed from that politician's quote about like, if we let gay men marry each other whatever it was then gave then they'll start fucking trees and animals and whatever and he just took that and ran with it <laughs> in this hilarious performance art stunt that has grown and grown and grown right and, and the fact that the alt right chose him like yeah they didn't know incredible they and he his yeah. away did it was them. the yeah. worst it was the dumbest choice they could make that's his whole thing is to and put the question them in their place. of like character versus who's the real person it doesn't even matter like it it, it it well, is right. Those is. are clearly yeah. his values. Right. But like, that's his whole thing is brilliant. He's the Andy Kaufman of gay erotic self-published. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping <laughs> yeah. he's using the gay Apparently, erotica yeah. just to show how ridiculous right. this world is. No, I mean it was it was brilliant, and yeah. even the way he handled the question about the alt right, like completely in character, named them something else. I like yeah, his were... basement voice, but he also gave them a club name that wasn't <laughs> that the wasn't the actual name. Yeah, if you look it up. I mean, mm-hmm. everything about that was amazing. And like, just an as, utter an, as an artist, I was like that. That whole thing was brilliant. Yeah. So, Allie, if you were going to create your own Tingleverse, what sort of mythical Man. beast would be in it? Mm. I just love, you know, that uh, he was talking about a handsome carrot. Like, I just feel like it'd have to be something totally nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd be into food. Like, really. Yeah. Because, you know, I like to cook. Food porn. Yeah. Like, the bread. Like, you fuck the bread. What about, like, a person. pounds it on my couch by my own couch or something? You know what That's I mean? That's your couch potato porn. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Pounded just... by my own Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix and chilled by my own Netflix. <laughs> that wasn't good. Pounded by my iPhone. Oh. What else do you want to get pounded by? <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny that the butt is also his own butt. Yeah. <laughs> I that, don't know. That's the you, genius because anything's on the table. You could say anything. like exactly. a carrot. Let's, yeah. let's fuck exactly. a carrot. Allie, but he's get, saying no. Yeah. I'm going to genetically engineer my own butt as a separate with a hawk. Right? Like it's just and so, that's the story. Yeah. Like it's actually I think like create just the creativity is really astounding. Who because who would think to get pounded in the butt by their own butt and their butt has wings right. and a dick. <laughs> and a brain that's, but it's his own brain so he's also level. fucking himself it's also just like do you think it's a commentary on narcissism mm. could be could be Ali you would get pounded by your own hair <laughs> <laughs> if it was a commentary on narcissism <laughs> you're always like I'm narcissistic about my no, hair no it's like my own hair ties me up or something <laughs> I don't know yeah oh, anyway alright well that was a delight <sighs> and a half so, um, a tingle yeah. and a yeah, a tingle. Tweet and a half. us your your thoughts, your what you would pound. Um, Chanel, you know, tweet us what your own personal pound is. Yeah, how are it, you proving love, y'all? How are you <laughs> proving love? What's your pound? Tweet me at Allie Gold and me at June Bugger. You can also email us at two g one podcast at gmail You can call us, leave us a voicemail. That number is three four seven eight seven one six five four eight. That number again three four seven eight seven one six lit. And you can chat with us in our Discord chat room. And you know what? Shout out to our fans that are in the discord chat room because that is how we found out about chuck tingle i can't believe we didn't mention that sooner um you cannot google that chat room so if you want to go there it's discord.gg slash 2g1p you can also contribute to our patreon patreon.com slash 2g1p please consider making a contribution it recurs monthly is super helpful um because we want to get 
pounded in the butt by our own burritos. Oh, by our own <laughs> burritos. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's do some TJ's erotic fanfiction. <laughs> Trader oh Joe's. Oh my god, I don't, fan- don't even think about that. My I erotic don't know. Fan fiction would totally be well, like Trader me. Joe's. Yeah. I was in the nut aisle. <laughs> yeah, I'd be in the frozen food section. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time there. Yeah. So thank you so much. Um, this weirdly was one of my favorite episodes. Me too. It combined everything I love. Yeah. Porn, social justice. all right y'all see you later good luck finding your own unique way and please listen with headphones in two girls one podcast is hosted by jennifer jamula and allison goldberg and pounded in the butt i i mean edited by matt silverman in new york city production assistance is pounded by the podglomerate.com this show is pounded by the daily dot the number one source for in-depth pounding about life on the internet you can prove your love by joining our exclusive Discord server or supporting this show on Patreon. Chat with us live at discord.gg slash 2G1P or contribute $1 to $2 at patreon.com slash 2G1P to help keep this program strong. Great news! You can listen to new episodes of Two Girls, One Podcast one week early. What is this sorcery? Just download the free TuneIn app and fire up Two Two Girls, girls, One Podcast to get fresh episodes one week before your loser friends. (laughs) Your friends are so lame for being one week behind. I know, right? Wait, what's the catch? There's no catch. Tune in lets you listen to awesome podcasts. Like ours. One week before anywhere else. Absolutely free. Whoa, dude. The next episode of the show is probably already there. Yo, this is some freaky time traveling shit. I'm going to listen to next week's show so I can find out what we're going to say. Technology is weird. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. And it looks like you have a pumpkin for a butt.